on the record on news talk I mentioned uh, the hurling uh, Shane Stapleton with me in studio before we come to Shane though uh, wins for Galway over Dublin Kilkenny over Wexford here quickly is the reaction from that second game reactions of Brian Cody and Davy Fitzgerald we started the second half really well next thing Kilkenny in fairness and they're very experienced they'll tag on point after point and they kept with it and I thought it was going on they looked fresher and more energised than we did and I thought we were fading big time as it was going on and it I suppose that's what I've always said on day one, it's just hard, but we can't make excuses, that's the way it is there, we just were unlucky to get four. Um, I think the people down here were treated to a great game of hurling, I think you all were. Um, it was manly stuff, there was a lot of hard tackles out there, and uh, I suppose on the sideline it's hard to take when you lose by a point, but in saying that, I love playing Kilkenny and they'll, they'll go at it 110% and I love that and fair play to them, you know. Look, I mean, I'm saying the whole time we, we have out of confidence in the players we have, you know, and the players we brought, we, we brought on were younger players this yeah. time, you know. The last few matches we're bringing on more experienced players and the experienced players, some of them who came off like are huge players for us obviously as well and have been for a long, long time and will be again. But it's a question of, you know, you just do whatever you think is the right thing to do on a, on a night, on any given day. And it's not inspiration or anything like that. You go out and you trust every player. We trust every player on the 26 and beyond. Yes, that was the respective managers from last night, Brian Cody and Davy Fitzgerald, giving their reactions to the game in Northern Park to Sky Sports. Shane Stapleton uh, of Off the Ball, presenter of the, the Hurling Show every Friday at 12.30 as well, uh, joins me in studio to discuss. Uh, it's obviously games today. I know you're on your way down to Thurless a little bit later, Shane. Uh, we'll start, though, with that match, uh, Kilkenny and Wexford. Um, I, I, I was at it last night and I, I, I don't mind telling you about five minutes into the second half I turned to my dad and I said I'm going to leave early I, said, well, I thought Wexford would go about 15 points up Well as a Tipperary man I've seen this many times we go down to Nolan Park we get a few points ahead and then you blitz us for a few goals or a few points in this in this scenario yeah. it was thrilling stuff like as a Dixborough man and watching your own club man Killian Buckley out there you must have been delighted watching it yourself Yeah it was, it was brilliant I I, I <sighs> I said as well uh, at one stage that uh, Lee Chin was really on top in that centre forward, centre back battle. And then about five or six minutes into the second half, Killian just completely get, took the upper hand. And really, like he, the Kilkenny half back line uh, completely took over that third of the pitch. But you have to give huge credit to Brian Cody because the changes, the substitutions he made had a huge difference yeah like I, I think people underestimate how good a tactician he is and the fact that he's willing to make changes you know what even with Jose Mourinho when he was in his pomp several years ago with Chelsea yeah. if things weren't going right you'd see three lads down at the sideline all come on at the same time and you know lads you've had your chance you're coming off half time last night Brian Cody just changed it he took off Colin Fenley he took off um, Richie Hogan he brought on some of the young blood that had led him to the league title the likes of Richie Lahey came in mm. and he's just He's not willing to wait. If you haven't done it, come off the field. You often see him make first half substitutions as well. Yeah. Get stuck in or you're gone. Yeah, I was surprised. Like uh, At half time, you know, Richie, uh, Richie Hogan had had a few bad wides, really bad wides, and Colin Fenley wasn't really a threat. I thought he'd leave them on just because they hadn't been playing. And you know what I mean? Like, give them a half. But like, as you said, it was ruthless. It was like, no, you're not delivering. Out you go. Any other manager who wasn't so self-assured in what they're doing would not take off those guys. Like, Richie Hogan hasn't played since last year, so we know he's not fully sharp, and how could you expect him to be? It's like, it's such a tall order. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, even my, my mother, who'd be big into hurling <laughs> down to Bray as well, she even said a few weeks ago, I just love the way Brian Cody, straight away you think that uh, you've got your team picked right, and he'll throw a curveball and put Wally Walsh in on one of your small players, or, or whatever yeah. it is. And he's just, he's so tactically astute. But TJ Reid... 
You can't account for that. Oh, he's he just was majestic. Got, like, if you look back to the league final against Tipperary, um, Kilkenny didn't score from play for 20 minutes. And then he had the ball in his, in his hand 10 times during the whole of the league final and he got man of the match. Yeah. And without doubt, he deserved it. And the same um, yeah, last night. He, pr- he got one point from play but he just, he ran Wexford ragged. Yeah. Anytime there was a dirty ball there, he won it. And you can have all the skills in the world, which he does. But the amount of ruck ball he wins, and he's yeah. so elusive, he finds the right man. So with a player like that in your team, you can never be counted out. No, and as you said, moving Walter Walsh around as well. Like even, he didn't score from play, but he demands the attention of two or three players every time he he's does. on the ball. And he created a huge amount of space but as just well. The, even one other thing as well, the assurance that TJ gives you from the freeze, because we saw, like Wexford this year have had five different free takers, and it's been a recurring issue in the last couple of years mm. for them. And I think Rory O'Connor is an unbelievable player, but one or two didn't, like, at 19, he's unbelievable. One or two didn't go right for him. Potty Foley was very good on the long-range ones. We've seen Mark Fanning come out the odd time and take him as well. That's actually six free takers for them. That's That's been costly for Wexford. And before we talk about uh, today's games, just a final word on Wexford, because I suppose people, their progression under Davey, people, a lot of people did look at a provincial title maybe this year as as a stepping stone. Uh, that's That's gone now. How disappointed are they going to be? I'd say they will be. Either, either way, I don't think they'd have beaten Galway in the Leinster final. But you want That's to get a bit that. of a booby prize, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. And I, I watched uh, Dublin play Galway last night, and Galway had made a few changes. Uh, Joe Canning was removed from the 26 before the game we know he had that knee issue last week so hopefully that's not too bad um, but even in third gear they they were 7 points ahead and all of a sudden then Dublin came back and made a really good go of it and it, actually just a little quick point in Dublin in their 3 games that they've lost to Kilkenny, Wexford and Galway minus 5 has been the aggregate in terms of scoring differential they've been really close in the first year under yeah. Pat Gilroy so like uh, you know I, I play up here in Dublin and I'd be hugely positive for Dublin heading into next year and I, and I really hope to kick on but Galway they just they look so machine like yeah. the way they dismissed Kilkenny who scored 3 scores from play against them dismissed Wexford in yeah. their home patch uh, I think Wexford would have wanted to get to Lex- Leinster final get used to playing Galway at Croke Park again but um, they're going to have Carlo or Westmead in the preliminary quarterfinal, so you'd imagine they'll get back to a quarterfinal at least. Yeah, Galway, I think it was Dave said it last week here, you know, it's like the football championship now. Whenever you're watching anyone else, you're thinking, how will they do against Galway yeah, though? Yeah, you know, yeah. like the, with the dubs. Uh, Tip and Clare this afternoon uh, down in Thurs. I was surprised to read, Clare haven't beaten Tip in six attempts. They haven't beaten them since... 2003. 2003. Yeah, it's remarkable. Well, here's my thing about Clare, and Clare fans do not enjoy when I go on about Go on, go on, Shay. Since 2006, in only one season, have they even gotten to Croke Park. Um, they haven't beaten Kilkenny since 1997. And people say, well, we haven't played them. Well, that's because Clare have been so poor over the last decade and more. You're not even getting far enough into the season to play against these teams. They've been to Croke Park once since 2006, and that, and that in 2013. Um, but... They've got a right good chance today because their inside forward line should have Shane O'Donnell there, should have Conor McGrath there. John Conlon's been a force of nature this year and Tipperary have looked very unsure of themselves at the back. Uh, I'm very concerned for as a Tipperary man because they're just, mm. they did try to play the ball around a bit last week but as the game went on it's just long ball after long ball and that's a bit predictable. And when you've got John McGrath, um, Seamus Callanan, Jason Ford, Bubbles Dwyer, Noel McGrath and all these silky brilliant forwards all this long ball feels like, you know, Barcelona playing with Jack Charlton as manager at times. Actually, that's not meant as a bar about Michael Ryan, but yeah. they need more variety in their play. Um, I think Tip have... But is, the, is, that a, is that a reflection on the, 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 the Tip backs? 
that that's the ball that they're choosing to play or that they're kind of under pressure, that they're not really playing that well. So, you know, they, they essentially, they just have to lump it forward. Yeah, I think it's a little bit like Tipper playing without confidence and Brendan Maher said that afterwards, that they're trying so hard to get a win. And I suppose, I think everyone understands when you force something too much, it doesn't quite happen at its ease. You mightn't play your natural game. Um, I think tactically, they've been dragged too far up the field. In soccer terms, you're playing with a bit of a high line that exposes your back line. And that's the big problem for Tipperary. Their full back line are getting exposed and may do today because they're getting dragged too far up the field. They don't have that defensive setup that you need. And when you're kind of sitting a bit deeper, generally you drag the other team up the field and you've got space for your inside forwards so you can play a nice ball in front of them. That's the problem for Tip. Like, Tip have far better hurlers than Clare in my opinion and it probably sounds biased as someone from I know they are look and last year and the year before Tip and Galway have been the two best teams in in the country apologies to Watford and my uncle Kenny you couldn't rule Clare out today like they've got some they've got some speed a lot of small players they've tried to add in the size of Peter Duggan along with John Conlon in the forward line this year and uh, I remember a couple of years ago Clare came to Thurles in the league and put on three goals and gave Tip a tour time so if they get enough ball into that forward line and if Tony Kelly's on song, Tip could be in trouble. But just through yeah. quality of players, Tip shouldn't be losing this. That game is at 2 o'clock. The other game at 2 o'clock as well, and final word on it, uh, Limerick and Watford. Again, both teams still in the mix. This great all these permutations in the Munster Championship. Watford have been blighted uh, by what well, I suppose by not having games at home, their own internal issues that yeah. comes down to, but injuries as well, and people off the panel. Uh, who's back or who's missing this week? Well, Kevin Moran is the only one who's back this week. Mara Shanahan might feature as well. I, I haven't seen the twenty six. I've seen the team, but not the twenty six. That that's not always um, released. But Kevin Moran going back in midfield, and you knew in the Tipperary game in the last twenty minutes, which they lost two eight to three points against Tipperary, who came from eleven behind, they lacked a bit of experience. You know, they were bringing on guys who hadn't seen much championship time but they ran the show for 50 minutes against Tipperary so you can't rule them out today either and having Kevin Moore in there alongside Jamie Barron between them they scored 523 from play in last year's championship en route to the All-Ireland final and but they're coming up against what I would say is the form midfield this year in Limerick Keane Lynch and Darrow Donovan they've been sco- they've scored 8 points between them in 2 games I think it's a pretty mouthwatering game yeah, all right, that as well is at 2 o'clock. Shane, thank you very much for that. Stay with us here and on the record. Donald Fallon's going to be in studio next talking about the Irish political party who wanted to create a fascist utopia centred around Tara, County Meath. On the record. On, the record. on News Talk.